Yes, you know, those CPI numbers for October came in slightly higher than expected at a rate of 6.4% on a year-on-year basis, and that marked the highest annual inflation rate since February. Now, what the data, if we delve into it, what it tells us, um, I think one of the main surprises was that um, food price inflation ticked higher once again. Um, in previous months, it seemed as though that trend high in food inflation was topping out, but unfortunately, we have yet to see the peak of the current um, drive higher in food inflation. And then another factor that, that pushed CPI higher, we saw fuel prices, which had been in deflation. Um, in other words, it had been contracting on a year-on-year basis in the previous seven months, um, was now flat on a year-on-year basis, so that drove transport inflation slightly higher. And then also some of the goods that are sensitive to RAND fluctuations, like clothing and footwear, for example, price pressures there are also still um, rising slightly. Now, it might come as a bit of a surprise that we're still seeing RAND-sensitive um, industries experience higher price pressures, but we need to keep in mind that um, the, the effect of currency fluctuations are only seen in consumer prices with roughly a 9- to 12-month lag. So we're now seeing the pressures from that massive RAND sell-off late last year coming through now. But it's not all bad news. Um, we, do, we still think that inflation could potentially top out in the final months of 2016. Forward-looking indicators suggest that food price inflation could soften rapidly into the start of the new year. Uh, we also think that the appreciation in the RAND seen through the course of 2016 will pull headline inflation lower. And in addition to this, we've got a tightening domestic credit cycle. We've got weak and deteriorating final demand. And then, as I mentioned, also a big one, that lagged effect of the RAND weakness. So we still think there's a flatter in inflation trajectory into the start of 2017. So some good news for consumers on the prices front, potentially early next year. So taking into account this view on inflation, what are your expectations for the Saab rate decision? We are still uh, convinced, Sakina, that the Saab will refrain from implementing any additional monetary policy tightening at this point in time. We think that they will keep the repo rate unchanged at 7%, and we don't think that the slight, um, you know, the top five surprise in CPI yesterday is enough to convince them to um, tighten policy further. As I mentioned earlier, we do have a weak and deteriorating domestic final demand environment, and there's really no point for the Saab really to tighten interest rates further at this point in time as the price pressures that we are seeing are not of a um, demand pool nature. In other words, higher prices are not being driven by stronger consumer demand. Um, again, I want to point out the fact that the RAND has really staged a solid recovery through the course of this year. It's gained more than 10% against the, the dollar. And even though we have seen some volatility in the currency through the course of recent weeks, we still think that there is scope for the RAND to retain some resilience as we move into the end of the year and into the start of the new year. Um, we know, however, that, that the RAND is quite sensitive to political dynamics, and we've got the, the numerous credit rating agencies that uh, are delivering their review report on South Africa through the course of the next couple of weeks. And in the event that we do see a blowout in the RAND to levels 
towards, let's say, 17 rand more or less against the dollar, that might be something that entices the Saab to, to tighten policy. But for the time being, that is not our baseline view. We think that um, diverse inflation potentially coming off into the start of next year, the rand retaining some resilience, we could actually um, start talking about possible interest rate cuts um, into the second or third quarter of um, 2017. And then uh, we hope that you will whisper that in the ear. <laughs> but um, any international developments worth noting this morning, Narina? Uh, um, Yana? <laughs> no worries. Uh, we've got, as you mentioned earlier, we've got a U.S. Thanksgiving holiday in the U.S., so the U.S. markets will be closed. But ahead of, of this U.S. market closure, what we saw yesterday is, like a number of of data releases out of the U.S. And on balance, what this data suggested is that the U.S. economy is relatively strong at this point in time, and that was a factor that just boosted the dollar higher. We've seen the the dollar rally, um, you know, relentlessly since uh, Donald Trump secured the win at the U.S. presidential elections. And what this is doing for emerging markets is it is exerting some pressure on emerging market currencies. So maybe just to tie this back to the RAND, uh, the volatility that we are seeing in the RAND at this point in time is a function of of dollar strength rather than South African uh, underlying fundamentals. And with the the U.S. markets being closed today, we think that focus today will now shift back to local fundamentals, which... You know, uh, main event, as we mentioned earlier, the Saab Ray decision today. And then finally, we've got that all-important Moody's credit rating review report that will be released tomorrow. So potentially see some reprieve on the rand into the weekend with U.S. markets closed.